All right, here we go. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the threesome. Today is a twosome. We had to kick Storm out. She's on what? Sick reserve? Yeah, poor thing. We wish her a speedy recovery. I don't even know what it is, but yeah. I hope Storm Button gets back to the podcast next week, maybe. Yes. Yeah, she has no voice this week, so. <laughs> We are going solo time soon. And calm as fuck. Well, it is us. It's me, your man's magic. And that beautiful me. woman over there. Yeah. I be star. Hey, this is the podcast where we usually go through like three topics and rant. Come sit with us, hang out listen to our foolishness right right welcome how was your week um my week was a little challenging my unfortunately my car is down um and the guy that promised to fix it for me unfortunately his father passed and trying to find somebody else damn right i know right um really nice guy i felt bad he was like, oh, I'll probably get to it, you know, next week. And I'm like thinking to myself, uh, no, no, you won't. I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so now I got to find somebody else and finding somebody else that's going to do it within reason seems to be a little bit challenging. I feel so, you. Um, hopefully I'll be back on the road this week. So I don't have to catch no more exp- uber expensive Ubers and bother that's people. probably why they people. call it that. I know. <laughs> Listen, so I had to go to work on Friday. Literally, the place is three point, let's say four miles from my house. And I don't even think it's that. I went to go pull up the app to find out how much it would cost me to work, go to work. It was $36.80. I was like, these people are crazy as fuck. Yeah. The only time I've ever caught a Uber was in Washington, D.C. And whoo. But yay for no drinking and driving. Yay for no Nick drinking and driving. <laughs> Being responsible. Um, The only place that I found that an Uber was not expensive, guess where? Just um, just take a wild guess. Virginia? No. Well, <laughs> I guess that would be wild. Like Virginia Beach area for sure. Oh, but, fuck no. I'd rather walk. <laughs> right. New York. So, what? yes. So oh, You can still New catch York. dollar cabs though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It was not that bad when we were in New York. Like, I was so surprised at the price difference while we were in New York. And we weren't going close places, like, from where we were staying. And we did a couple of ride chairs uh, with people. I'm pretty sure they don't even have that now with this whole COVID thing. But I even met, like, a really cool person who we're still cool to this day. It was, like, five years ago in a ride chair. But you could share your ride with other people who are right along your path. And the damn price is probably like cut in half. Like, mm. or close to half. Go figure. Exactly. I was so excited about that. I was like, oh my God, they need to do this in Detroit. But whatever. Mm. 
from what I hear, Detroit's not a busy enough city. So <laughs> Detroit's kind of big. It is big. Detroit is weird. Like I love my city, but there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things that keep us from being. Let's just say, um, I don't know, as hip as maybe <laughs> <laughs> hip is the, if the, oh, that's the Lord, right word. Good thing I know, we have that's not old. <laughs> as hip or you know, as current and as bustling as a lot of the other major cities, Chicago, Atlanta. And one of those things is our art scene. Like we have so many talented artists here, but we don't get a whole lot of love. And I don't think the city has recognized art as an economic driver. Um, because the art in itself is dying in abundance. This it's still it's evolving. I'll say. No, I, I mean, art in its existence is cool, and in some ways, a lot of ways, actually getting better. But as far as profitable business, most ain't seeing it. Well, part of that is the fault of YouTube University. I don't know uh, a trade or a craft that hasn't been affected uh, profitability-wise by YouTube University. I don't think people realize, because here's the thing. If you wanted to learn how to, I don't know, fix your sink 20 or 30 years ago, let's just say 30 years ago, you had those time life books that'll teach you how to fix your whole house, but who, who was going through all of that? You know what I mean? A lot of people, my grandmother did because she had the whole series, but a lot of people didn't want to go through all that. So they would either just call a plumber and say, fuck it, before they would go messing around with things, whatever, whatever. But now you can get on YouTube University and learn how to do and fix just about any freaking thing. If you watch the right video, because in my profession, I've seen a lot of people go, oh, I don't want to pay that much. I'll just go online and figure out how to do it and... A month or two later, they go, no, I'll pay you. Uh, right. Even more money because I jacked it up. I do, but I can't say that out loud. You said oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with the arts and stuff, a lot of stuff that, you know, took years to figure out either how to do or to refine, you know, to work things out because... Um, a lot of times if you were doing stuff like pottery or whatever, if you were painting, I mean, there were communities, but a lot of times artists are very stingy with their tips. You might be able to find yeah. some who will share, but um, a lot of times they're stingy. But now you can go on university and cut that time in half and it's free. Yeah, and it amazes me how many children don't do it. I get it as adults. You know, we grew up with a library card and had to actually go Listen. to a place and read a book and learn something. Listen. These youngsters, I'm like, yo, you can literally pull that shit out your pocket, watch a video on how to do it right now. What do you mean you don't know how to do any damn thing? Go through a card. We had to go through the card catalog. Remember the card? I used to hate that. <laughs> yeah, Dewey Decimal System, all that shit. Oh, my life. I used to hate that so bad. Um... But what? 
I, we have a special guest. You what? I attest to that. My generation <laughs> in particular, we we are the only generation that can fully say that we don't have that excuse and we have that excuse because we were raised on books. We Technology did not take off until we hit about middle school. So we was books, solely books, solely this, solely that. Couldn't even look up whatever song we wanted to listen to. We had to wait for it to play on the radio. So we got a little bit of a taste. We, we got the taste of it. So if you, you know, when it comes down, if you see somebody that's 20, no, I'm 24. So if they weren't born in 1998 and before, they have nothing. Or maybe I'll say 2000. Maybe. Because Nisha, yeah, Nisha right there. Yeah, she right there too. So yeah, you know what? So that like was our special guest, my daughter. We'll we'll call her. What's your what's your what's your name? Your mic name. You're you funny. Said what's my mic name? Yeah, what's your mic name? Dream. So she's Dream. All right. That was Dream, everyone. Yay. I like that kid. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I say take technology away and take the stuff from the stone baby. You say take us back to the Stone Age. Don't go that far. Technology is the devil, son. (laughs) Oh, but yeah. um, I mean, you. There's really, literally, no reason to be broke (laughs) these days. In anything that you're interested in, you can learn how to do. You can take free business courses. But it seems like all this technology has made a lot of folks lazy. And I'm not even talking about like just yep. the younger generation. Um, oh no. I remember a time where it was me and two of my cousins, one that I rapped with and one that fashioned himself to be a DJ. Mm-hmm. And we were watching three times dope, the greatest man alive video. And my older cousin was like, y'all could do that. And we're sitting there like, cause I'm in ninth grade. My other cousins in 10th grade. I'm like, how do we do that? And he was like, that's just a drum machine, a DJ, and somebody that can rap. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, damn, if I could only get a drum machine. So Mm -hmm. I ran to the record store, and I'm like, a drum machine's $250. Damn, how am I going to do that? Right. How I did it, not the point. (laughs) I'm sitting here now, I'm like, I got the computer, I got infinite tracks to work with, keyboard, drum machine, samplers, and I ain't doing shit. (laughs) you know there's something about there's something to be said about the struggle for something you know what i mean yeah Um, i'm mad my children don't have it yeah it's um, very different for me i know what it feels like to have no food in the cabinets to be homeless to be broke as fuck yeah my children just sit around like oh I used up all the whipped cream. Go buy some more. Right, right, <laughs> right. Or, you know, pick up the Walmart app and say, boop, 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 and then drop it off at your door. You uh, know? They bet not never. <laughs> but I'm just, you know, there's something to be said for the struggle. And I'll even apply that to myself. It's like um, in the building of my photography business, I definitely was more motivated when I was broke and I was broke as a hell of a my, motivator. Yeah, I was, you know, raising my teenage daughter um, by myself uh, right after because her father passed soon after I started my business. And 
it was only us. And it was just like, I got to go out here and get it. So I caught buses. I did whatever I had to do, you know what I mean, to make sure that we had food on the table and a roof over our head. And not that I'm rich now, far from it, but I'm definitely not where I was. And I don't know if it's a combination of me just getting older and I fought so hard for so long that I'm kind of burned out a little, but I definitely am not as hungry um, and motivated as I used to be. And I have to, I have to break that cycle. I know the feeling. I look around my house all the damn time and like, I worked my ass off to buy a bunch of shit that really made me lazy. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. It happens. Damn. It's that 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 struggle to get it is you know that keeps the fire going, and then once you get it, it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> My grandfather used to always tell me it feels a lot better to know you can buy something than to have it. It's like, yeah, whatever, man. Now that I'm looking around at all this shit, this is thousands of dollars I would have really rather had right now. Yeah. Yeah. I can say that too. There's a lot of money in my house that I wish I could get back. Um, a lot of money in my house. Um, it was crazy. I was catching an Uber home from work the other night. Um, and just as a comparison for the Uber prices, it was $36.80 for me to get to work, which I didn't pay. I asked the neighbor to drop me off for 15 bucks. Um, Good but when it was time for me to come home, just four hours later, the ride was 11 bucks. Like, are you serious? <laughs> but anyway, um, I was in the car and the guy, or my driver, nice young man, he was from Bangladesh. He's been in the States now for maybe about 12 years. He appears to be in his mid to late 20s. And he is a new resident of Michigan. Like he's only been here like six or seven months. And this is what he says. I said, well, where did you where did you come from? And he said, well, I left New York because I got a family. We were living in an apartment and I wanted to buy a house and the cost yeah. of living in New York is ridiculous. ridiculous and I'm like, Ridiculous yeah. for real. Yeah. So he was like, you know. Could have went upstate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But still, it's high there too. Um, but this is what he says. And I thought to myself, God, what are you doing with your life? Um, so he says, yeah, I picked Michigan because, you know, the housing prices are much cheaper. You know, I bought a, I figured I could spend about four or 500000 on my house and, and be fine. Whereas in New York, that would have gotten me, you know, like maybe a small two-bedroom two bedroom apartment. Right. <laughs> you know, something like that. But my thought was... Four or five hundred thousand dollars, you said, yeah, that came out your mouth in your late twenties, like nothing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, oh, that's cheap. Half a million, almost half a million. Like, oh, that's cheap, you know. Uh, he's like, Yeah, he bought his house for like four seventy nine, you know, something like that. And he was like, That was a really good deal. It's like a five bedroom. They've got like three hey, kids. That's a and lot I of thought fucking house. I was just, but they got like three kids. So it's two of them and they got three kids. So, you know, each of them got a separate bedroom. You only got one extra. So, um, but my thought 5, was. 5,000 square feet. He didn't say how many square feet. <laughs> um, but the price, I thought to myself, 
five hundred thousand dollar house is cheap to you? Like, like <laughs> yeah, logically, that's fifteen hundred to two thousand mortgage. I know people paying that in rent for much smaller shit. Yes, I do too. Hell, I'm I'm paying damn near eleven hundred. So it's like, um, but that's a whole nother situation. Um, but yeah, I just thought to myself, wow, that's crazy, but. It's definitely a difference in our culture and how they were raised to save money and make sure that their credit was okay and all of that other stuff. Then, yeah, the biggest thing is every other culture works as a team. That is, black folks hate to see a motherfucker doing well. Well, black folks hate to see people doing another mother another motherfucker doing well, and I mean, not all, but too many of us. Ah, Yeah, way too many. Um, and I get historically why it happens, but God damn, at some point we have to look at each other and do better. Yeah, we do have to do that. And there's another thing that goes on too. Um, a lot of us ha- have a tendency of pushing our kids out of the house like a little bit, just a little bit too early. Um, in this day and age, you want to at least try to make sure that they're financially stable, you know, um, that their credit is decent, you know, whatever, whatever, until you, so that they can get out and stay out. And yeah, then that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. Get out and stay out. You know what I mean? But another thing is in our culture, when we're younger, we have a tendency to leave home much earlier than we probably should. So, you know, we don't like I know at 19, I thought I I was like, I'm I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> I was like, I don't care how I gotta fend for myself, you know. But and I thought I knew better, but I didn't know shit. Um, I didn't. I um, We all thought we knew it all at 19. Yeah. I didn't know nothing. Um, my ex-husband and I got out there and I mean and we struggled and we, you know, we did fine, but uh we worked our asses off. And we still struggled and had a hard time and fucked up our credit and did all kind of stuff that if we had just probably chilled at home, like maybe two more years, we would have had a much better start and not struggled as much. But, you know, we want our we want our our space, our privacy. Yeah. And a lot of the people we learned from didn't have their shit together either. So no. what the fuck were they really going to teach us? No, my grandmother raised me. And so her people didn't have money for sure. Her mother, uh, hell, her mother was a, a, a slave for a part of her life. You know what I mean? My, my grandmother was born in 1921, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Technically, Um, it was over, but there were still indentured servants, and the news hadn't reached certain parts of the country either. Exactly. Juneteenth, Juneteenth. Um, (laughs) But, you know. Texas. Right. Um, But, you know, her mother was a slave. And so, you know, just literally one generation from slavery, like they didn't have a whole lot. So there was no teaching about how to navigate credit and and money and things like that because you were living 
paycheck to paycheck? What was the savings besides the couple of dollars that you had up under your mattress? And then with the whole banking debacle that happened in the what uh, early 1900s, where black folks was putting all their money in that ba- in the the particular bank. I can't even think of the name of it, but they were putting their money well, in the because bank. you keep saying that shit like it don't still happen. <laughs> well, hold on, though. This was the crazy thing, and I wish I could think of all the details. I'm tired. But black folks were freed from slavery, freed from slavery, and then there was this bank that, because we couldn't bank at the white folks' bank, so this bank basically rose up. Black folks were investing their money in this bank, opening up businesses and saving and all of this other stuff. And the guy that was the president of the bank was literally using the bank like it was his own bank account, um, like his own personal bank account. He was loaning out money to people and this, this, that, and the other. And basically, before it all crashed, they going to bring in, um, I think it was Frederick Douglass that they bought in to try to save the bank. And there was really nothing that he could do. Um, And so it went under and black folks lost a lot of money. Um, It was like about $8 million, like back during that time. That's just, what is that today? I mean, it's huge. So anyway, that's how black folks started keeping money, you know, really keeping money up under their mattresses and their pillowcases and coffee cans and things like that. Because, of that whole little situation. So it was like, you couldn't teach your kids. They didn't teach her, teach me. My grandmother didn't teach me about savings and credit and all of that other stuff. Because even though she didn't do the whole thing about the mattress, she was definitely keeping jars and, <laughs> and piggy banks. And she had a bank account, but she still kept a lot of money in the house. I um, blame her. So, you know, when you come from situations where there's not a whole lot. How do you teach your kids about something that you just never had? But once again, there's an internet full of more information than you can process now, people. Look at it. Well, no, for sure. That's for sure. Social media sharing memes. (laughs) That is definitely for sure. Watching bullshit on Instagram, TikTok, a whole bunch of other stuff, and our special guest wants to say something. Yes. Only because I did just so happen to have to look this up. Um, one thing I did notice is that, because obviously that's very much important and to use your um, resources and everything. But one thing that I noticed, and I had to look this up, I'm like, what is it that as an adult, be just becoming an adult, what is it that I have to do in order, you know, just to carry out, like what is, whether it's paying bills or like, I get bills, but then it's like, what bills? How do I go about that? And then it's the, um, you know, how do I go about this? How do I go about that? Of course, you can look it up on the internet, but if you don't know exactly what questions to ask, Google not really going to get you nothing. Because I'm like, how do I go about being an adult for the first time? And it pretty much was like, this is how you be an adult. And it was pretty much like, stop complaining. This is the third. I'm like, that's not really what I asked. <laughs> I'm like, I asked it, but I didn't ask that. But I got you. But like, yeah. And that's coming from somebody whose parent had actually told them, you know, different things like how to get about life. And I was still confused. So I hope that as a unit of people not just black people because it takes from all cultures all different types of peoples etc that we just all pour into one another 
Yeah, that sounds great to hear. I know. And, and, and let's hope. <laughs> Now, it's very easy to calculate how much your monthly bills are and how much you make, but intangibles are just impossible. Intangibles. Oh, my. We're it's not gonna always going to be something like soon as you go broke, your car going to break down. Right. You need brakes. Uh, you need oil change. You need whatever. Uh, like, don't throw kids into the mix. Oh, they need shoes. <laughs> They, 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 like she did, I think she was 11 or 12 or something like that. I had just bought her some shoes two weeks before Easter break. And she was out of school for like eight days for Easter break. Went back and those shoes were too small. I was like, wait a minute, what? What the hell happened? I feel you. My 12 year old is 5'5". Five five. Her shoes cost the same Ooh. as mine, dude. Yeah, 5'5". Five five. She taller than me. She just turned 12. Jeez. Um, so we need to get into our topics. We're half an hour. <laughs> yeah, at some point. Which one you want to do first? <sighs> While we let's talk about yours. brokenness, yeah, let's do the lottery dream shit. Yeah. So what was that? Like two months ago, the lottery was up to a billion and some change. Uh-huh. I know you played. I did not. What? I did not. I think I, I only play the like, lottery when it when it gets to be that high. I'll tell you why. But no, go ahead. Shit, I only play it when it's that high. But go ahead. Well, see, my thing is, is that your odds are slimmer when um, the lottery gets that high, and then the probability of it being more than one person uh, who wins also goes up. So it's like, in some cases, yeah, you will have that one sole winner, but in a lot of cases, you'll have four or five winners and they end up getting damn near as much as if they would have played when it was 260 million or whatever the case may be. Yeah, that is true. Well, the odds are just as screwed up anyway, but the odds of you having to split it go up a lot when everybody's mm-hmm. playing. When everybody's playing, and then the odds of you winning go, like, yeah. The odds of you winning are damn near impossible. I don't know why people think that's a retirement plan. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, I know people... And I used to do a dream of winning the lottery. Like, I would love to win the lottery. But there are a lot of things that are, let's just say, against uh, the average African-American, especially depending on where they live in it. Um, And I don't give a damn what they say. Um, Depending on where they live in it, if they're going to win or not. Number one, if you're playing in the inner city, the, the chances of you winning that huge jackpot are slim to absolutely fucking none. Um. They try to say that it's fair and all of this other stuff, but that's bullshit. Um, you have better odds of winning when you're, let's just say, 10 to 20 miles away from the nearest urban location. <laughs> when you get your tickets <laughs> from there. And it's the same thing with the instance. It's the same thing. I'm like, it's all a racket. That it is. But you see all them shows all the time where it's like somebody wins the lottery and two, three years later, they're broke again. And I feel that same way about 
And I've never been the one to equate being black with being broke. That's two very different things. I don't mm-hmm. think the general populace of black people are broke and the general populace of broke people are black. Mm-hmm. So say we were saying earlier, if you have no idea how to manage money, you're going to fucking run through it fairly yeah. damn quickly. Yes. Because people were asking me when that shit was up that high, like, what would you do with the money? I'm like, first and foremost, I'd take the payout. They were like, why? You wouldn't want that much money up front? I'm like, no. First half of that or more is going into taxes. Yep. And assuming I do do some dumb shit, that's still roughly $50 million a year. That's fucking max contract for a basketball player. If I blow through 50 in a year, I'll figure out how to not blow through 50 the next year. The next year. And they're like, what if you don't live that long? Well, I don't give a fuck. I'm not dying stressed. My family's taken care of. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of times people win those lotteries and, you know, they quit their jobs. And I mean, if you win a certain amount of money, I get it. But like, at this point. You win double digit millions. Exactly. But if you win a million, you got a house, a couple cars and furnish it and you right back to broke. Broke. I have a, a a cousin, and he he hit a decent sized lottery. It was not a million. I want to. I think it was like six hundred thousand or something like that. And um, you know, he's pretty much right back to where he was. But he did do some smart things. He purchased his car right out. Um, he purchased his wife's car right out, and he purchased his home right out. Um, and he I stayed married. Him. That's a good man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've been together. God, <laughs> I think they got together probably in their twenties, and they're both now in their mid fifties. So that's fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it ain't it ain't been a it ain't been a pretty ride, but they made it. You know, nah, in order to stay together that long, you're gonna go through some shit. Yeah, and they and have- you got to choose to go to fuck through it and do better. Yeah. Um, and they have, and I mean, I only know what I know, and I know it's more than yeah. that. <laughs> so, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, I think a lot of times people get that money, you know, and they figure, oh, I'm set for life. And I mean, realistically, if you know what to do with money, yeah, you could be. But if you have no financial uh, education. Literacy. Yeah, or even have the sense to hire a financial advisor, um, you know, to tell you or to give you some kind of guidance on what to do with it. You're going to be broke and you're going to probably be more miserable for having that money than if you have never won it. Um, Yeah, to have that shit and to have lost it. We all know that shit with love, with family members, with pets, any damn thing else. Yep, yep. Your ass is changed forever and depressed for the longest. Yes. Yes. And I can't imagine being at a point of having millions of dollars. And then the next thing you know, I'm taking bottles back to the store, trying to pay my light. (laughs) (laughs) I just, and I mean, people have been in those situations, you know, I mean, not just from the lottery basketball, you know, or sports players and, you know, actors and, you know, celebrities and and stuff like that have been in those situations where they did not 
they didn't have they didn't handle their finances correctly and they had a bunch of yes people around them and that's that's one of the things you know a lot of times we don't want to hear the truth we don't we don't want to hear it we we don't especially if it's in opposition of what it is that we want but it takes those people to plant those seeds even if you don't listen right away you know what i mean it takes those people to plant those seeds to uh because they care about you and they don't give a fuck about you being mad because they see you fucking up you know um and those are the people that truly love you because there will always be a plethora of people around when it's time to do some stupid shit exactly when it's time to party when it's time to bullshit. get high get drunk whatever but let you have to go to work let you need a babysitter let you try to go back to school let her go back to school let a relative die um get into a pickle where you need thirty dollars to gas money to get you know what i mean whatever it's like oh you can't find a motherfucking in when it's time but when it's time to party they all around all Once again, proving misery loves company. Misery loves company. Keep the miserable motherfuckers from around you, especially if you're miserable. Stick to yourself for a while and get your own shit together. Man, and I, I am living, breathing testimony to that. Yeah, side note, uh... I apologize to all the women, not all the women, like it was that much, but the few women I tried to talk to while I was depressed, I should have known better. My bad. Well, at least you recognize the error in your ways. Yeah, I've always been an advocate. You never know what you had until you lost it. So looking back, I was like, yeah, probably shouldn't have been trying, but pussy be calling me. Anyway. (laughs) Whisper. Uh, nah it got so bad for a minute i was just like fuck it i'm gonna just be abstinent because i can't deal with it but yeah life goes on and so do we just how we do it is no mystery exactly the and it clouds your thoughts it does but sometimes that's the goal much like drinking and smoking and everything else like no i want to be distracted by something that makes me happy because i'm miserable as fuck but then your problems are still waiting for you and that and i get it trust me yeah temporary solutions that lead to long-term problems yep like children (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes it's like you drink to forget but when you come out of your stupor, sometimes those problems are worse for you ignoring them. Not to mention I'm a hoe when drunk, so yeah, that doesn't help at all. <laughs> all right, what's our next topic? Next one's on you. What you got? <sighs> what was I uh what was I talking about earlier? Oh, okay. So have you ever gotten or met someone and you're like, damn, she she tight, you know, or fly, whatever, you know, term you want to use. And available. You... <laughs> <laughs> Is that simple? That simple. Uh, okay. When I was younger, I'm grown. I got standards, man. <laughs> um but you get you get with them, you like, okay, you know, the, the package looks good, you know, whatever, whatever, and then you get 
get back to doing grown folks business or getting ready to do grown folks business. And they took their clothes off and it either gave you pause, something gave you pause, or it just turned you completely off. You like, nah, fuck it. I'm, I ain't doing this. Has that ever happened to you? In the moment? No. Um, really? I'm hyper-focused. If we've gotten to the point where it's going down, then goddamn it, it's going down. There's shit that's happened like immediately after or leading up to that I'm like, this is a really bad idea. But <laughs> no, in the moment, hell no. I'm a man. I'm fucking... You know, there's the old thing that you know, men are hunters and women are prey, I guess would mm-hmm. be the thing, but we're constantly going after new pussy, new pussy, new pussy. Mm-hmm. Whereas women are so used to guys being like that. They're like, nah, I reject this one, this one, this one, this one, that one. And you like whatever you like. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's the constant fucking chase. And if you flip it around where we're being chased, we're fucking idiots. Like <laughs> we're salmon swimming straight to the bear's mouth. Like, it takes nothing to talk a dude out his drawers. So once it gets to that point, it's like, all right, I'm doing this, but I'm going to probably regret it later. <laughs> but I'm, a, I'm still going in. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking interrupting my happiness for what? <laughs> Our reputation to upkeep. <laughs> right. Okay, so for me... I had one instance of that. <clears throat> Dude, wearing white shoes. No. <laughs> no, that'll turn me off way before we get to <laughs> get to any of that. Oh, um, you waited to the moment to play stop knowing don't. Listen though, in my defense, okay, and, and here's how bad it was. Like this was during my drinking and and, and you know smoking illegal substances days. (laughs) (laughs) That's a broad term, but all right. Well, we. So, because I've never done anything stronger, but... I thought you was about to say reefer. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Reefer. Somebody called us something the other day, and I was cracking up because I was like, that is a term I have not heard since I was a kid. I can't even remember what it was, but it'll come to me. Mary Jane was one of my favorites. I no, it wasn't Mary Jane. What did she say? No. No. Devil's lettuce. Devil's lettuce. <laughs> That's what the lady said. Devil's lettuce. Uh, and I was cracking up. I was Landers from the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember hearing hearing that uh, when I was a kid. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> what the hell? But anyway, so I don't even smoke like that. But thank you, Satan. <laughs> it's really the devil's lettuce these days. But anyway, all this extra shit that they putting in it like that. Today's weed is not the weed of old. Like whatever, no. um, it's not. They, it's like cigarettes. They are putting shit in the weed and growing it uh, to that make it extra addictive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To make it extra fucking addictive. It's not the same fucking thing. But so I know anyway. all you motherfuckers is like, I got the loud, I got the 98% THC shit. Why you still smoke the same amount if it's that amazing? Like, save some money and buy some Reggie. 
<laughs> you say Reggie? <laughs> the Reggies. That's another. That's another term. But no, that I don't understand. Yeah, whatever. We're not going there. So anyway, dude, I'm like, we have been to this place called the Butterfly. It used to be this place called the Butterfly here. And it was like this humongous uh adult play place, like arcades and go-karts. Wow, and, wow. my brain went a whole different direction. But I okay. know, I know, I know. But um we have Listen, been near I've been going places. We drank on the inside, drank in the parking lot, smoked in the parking lot, smoked when we got back, getting ready to do something, you do our thing, and dude, this was my first time getting ready to be with him, and dude went to go uh, pull his, I like, I went to go pull his pants down, and I was like, what the entire fuck? It, I, it smelled like the boys' black locker room when I played basketball. And I mean, how hard was y'all going at the <laughs> events? I could not. You hear me? My stomach wouldn't even let me. I was like, no. We can't even. I was like, yeah. Oops, stop. No. We can't do this. Yeah. I worked with a couple people like that. Like, yeah, I'm going to need you to drink water because. Yeah. Whew. Leave the Pepsi alone. Do something. Um, yeah, dude. Talk about flagrant file. Like, whew. That's a th- I know, like, when it's on, it's on. Women might run to the bathroom and do the little, I guess I dip and sniff and check up and wipe whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, men, it wouldn't hurt. To do that, Yes. Like you know, splash some 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 soap and water around. I don't know some alcohol wipes, baby wipes. Do something, shit. I have too much toxic masculinity to get a bidet, but I did buy some <laughs> flushable wipes, and my life has been changed. Not that Listen. I want anybody anywhere near my ass, but I just feel fresher as a person. Fresher, and I mean, you know, that smell don't stop there. <laughs> <laughs> It radiates to other places, so like, mm. uh, yes. And as men, if you wipe forward, just stop, kill yourself. Ew. As women too, because Lord, yes, because you spreading bacteria. Yeah, I don't went down before. Like, eh, I'm not gonna be here long. I had a friend who. <laughs> met this young lady and they were getting ready to do the do and he went to go down on her and was like no nah, man you gotta go take a shower see I'm weird in that like sweaty pussy tastes better than soap I don't I don't know maybe that's just me see here's the thing you don't like soap like soap soap up the air and you make sure you rinse very very well (laughs) you make sure you rinse very very well like that that's why i love a handheld i love a handheld shower thing you get down there and you get every last little bit of rinsing huh 
Well, no, for real though. And then after that, you do kind of go over it with like an, I mean, I do like an unscented baby wipe to get off any like residue or whatever. Cause who the fuck wants to taste soap? Fuck wants to taste a baby wipe, but I, I it's an unscented. It's no, it's no okay. nothing. Good idea. Get out. Why my t- my 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 daughter is in here looking like hmm? Get out! Kick the truth to the young black youth. Okay, she's got questions. We got we're taking on time. Okay, What's only up? because of y'all topic, and this was a conversation that I overheard. You know, you know, me being younger, y'all older. You know how that goes. So somebody else was having a conversation, and this man was basically explaining like how he had saw a woman. You know, she was fine, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He got her home or got her back to wherever they were going to, and he was all excited. She went to go undress, and then he was like, "Bet you know, black this, whatever the case was." And then the bra didn't match, and he was like, "No, I'm good." Yeah, that's gay. Is that is that important? No, that's gay as fuck. As a matter I of fact, any type real. of sexy shit, lingerie, whatever, all that shit looks the same on the floor. Like, how the I fuck in life are you so picky real. that he you said, gonna completely kill the mood for that? Please. He's like, I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I just couldn't I do it. Don't give a fuck if they was dirty. I was, I was thinking. Did you say you don't care if they was dirty? No. How often do you wash your bra, really? Yeah. Moment of silence. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> even understand what we talking about why would you i don't understand I, I, i'm so confused i mean hopefully you have several bras you know like it's been what? my experience big titty chicks got like two three bros that they like they might have more in the drawer but they don't wear them shits listen i have three that I really, really like, that I really, really like. Yeah, the but rotation. If I'm, going, if I'm going, I also have like several others and especially like if I'm going out or what, no, no way. No, no way. <laughs> He's like, how often? He's like, oh my God. But that's keeping it real because a lot of people, but see, with big titty women because up under, I mean, let's keep it real. Up under your breasts, you sweat. Like you can't, no, no. I'm fucking grown. I don't mind the taste of sweat. If you're doing anything, sweat's gonna happen anyway. Listen here, there's a difference between that normal daily sweat and you come home and you take off your bra and that sweat almost like gummy whatever feeling <laughs> that like you can get up under your titties <laughs> if you don't keep them shits clean. Or the bra clean, like, ugh. Focus like, on nipples and areola, fellas. I, I used to play sports, and I used to hate that. Oh, my God, I hated it. You didn't do the deodorant up under them? Deodorant up under them? Hell yeah. no. I've seen it happen. I will tell you, when I got to be in my 20s, what I did do... um was that I would take uh, fresh lemon juice and in uh, a cotton ball, and that helped a lot. I'm so intrigued. All right. It also will keep away you from if you're not like extra hormonal. Um, it'll also keep you from being musty during regular daily activity, 
um, in the wintertime, like if it's not hot. A lemon is an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And it's healthier. <laughs> Adds a little tang to it. It's- All right. I got to find this out. <laughs> okay. What? Lemon? Yeah. You about to Google it? Yeah. People- no, I'm about to- Listen, I learned through experimentation. I ain't Googling oh, you- shit like that. <laughs> I don't want anybody else's fucking opinion. I like Listen, what I like. Lemons are awesome. Um, like, I mean, we grown. So if you get like the occasional ingrown hair, especially like in the groin, like in your groin area or something like that, a little bit of like lemon juice, it'll it'll sting, it'll bite for a minute, but it'll clear up that ingrown um, infection in your hair follicle. And again, it's natural. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think I'm getting to the point in life where I got to shave my puyus. I don't know why. I just was walking by at the shower one day like, why? I don't think I'm going all the way off. I got to pick a pattern or something, but whatever. Ah! You going <laughs> to put a Z for Zorro or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not that creative with the clippers. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. So... I'm sure my my daughter might have got upset a little bit this morning when I asked her, but I really wasn't being, I really was not being funny. I have noticed like over the past couple of weeks, this uptick in folks like going back to like the sixties where they are letting underarm hair grow. Well, I haven't noticed the pubic hair, but I just know people have been saying that they're not, you know, landscaping. Nature's dental floss. (laughs) <laughs> you know, um, they're um, <laughs> they're letting puber hair grow and they're not wearing like deodorant or doing anything to I'm seeing a lot of that yeah I don't know what yeah. people have against deodorant but please combat please the body use it. Um, listen I, mean, I get it never went away in a lot of other countries but fuck that here I get that you know a I mean, at the end of the day, especially for a lot of women, deodorants are not the healthiest thing. A lot of them have aluminum in them and things like that that can contribute to causing uh, breast cancer. And so that's why I was like, is this is this something like a new trend where people just are kind of going all natural? What's the shade of people that you see with that? I've seen black and white. Mm. Now, I can be honest with you. White people, probably that exact reason. Black people, laziness, nine <laughs> times out of ten. Because black people, we I won't say we not following a trend, but that's a trend we not following just because. Yeah, ain't nobody that trying to be funky. We not trying to be funky like that. So if we funky, know that we know we funky. Yeah, no, you black, you get clowned for coming out the house ashy. You can't be funky. Listen, let me tell you something. My, when I first started playing sports (laughs) in middle school, I was so conscious of, and I wasn't like heavy like how I am now. I was an athlete, but I was always thicker for sure. And I was so conscious of that whole body odor smell like if you came to school smelling funky 
all it would take is this for you to walk past one person in school and they would be like better and better and better like what's that and somebody will holler like down the hallway like what's that and be like that's the sound of wild ass i mean like because that's basically what they were saying like that's what you smelled like like some wild african funky whatever 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 and because i knew that they were playing them games when i tell you i spent extra time scrubbing put on the deodorant extra thick like fuck that because <laughs> that is so embarrassing you walking past thinking you all cute and shit and shit and you hear somebody go mm, better mm, better mm, better <laughs> and then somebody down the hallway know what it's about so they're gonna be like what's that <laughs> lord bring bullying back listen <laughs> like that's the sound of wild ass <laughs> like oh my life but yeah the whole I, i'm just like i don't know When that happens with us, we have to be going through something. Like whether it is hormonal or it's circumstantial. Or now, mental. hormonal is a point. Listen, my my friend had a good friend until they had a surgery. Um, sweetest thing in the world. But she had that hyper hydrosis thing. It was a, a glandular thing she had going um, on. Yeah, I've seen a couple and, of people. Oh my God, she would get out the shower five minutes later smelling so rank. You know what I mean? And I felt bad for her because you could tell just by her skin, she was clean. You know, you could tell she 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 was clean, but she used to smell in her car. Oh my God. But anyway. Yeah. We'll get off that. Fuck all of y'all people whose cars smell like ass, armpits, and cigarettes. Don't ever invite me to ride anywhere. This our ass, armpits, and cigarettes. That's a whole lot. That's a whole lot. Drive that shit into a river. All right. You want to keep going or call this at an hour? Um, what's the other topic worth talking about? Ah, uh, we can get back to it next week. Okay. I'm going to rub one out and go to sleep. Anyway. <laughs> the visuals of it all. Uh, I'm not recording any more dick pics till I lose like 20 pounds. I did that oh. fucking video on YouTube and I shouldn't have eaten half a pizza before recording. But yeah, I got all the dad bod. I got to do something about that shit. Side note, thanks to everybody who watched that shit and commented like whatever. Bars. I wish y'all got half the jokes, but. I crack myself up. <laughs> Bars, I got a lot of it. That was kind of sweet, though. I was like, oh, look at him with his, with his little, uh, his little depth to his lyrics. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think I was robbing too fast, but whatever. I think fast. Anyhow, <laughs> hey, if you like the show, we'll be back last week, and there's probably a hundred and some old ones you could listen to from before. Right, so. Don't judge us by with this us one or eat shit and bark at the moon. It is what it is. Have a wonderful night, work day, whatever the fuck you're doing while you listening to this. And tell a friend, tell a foe, tell a hoe, tell everybody you know. This is the Podcast on 
Instagram. And where else are we? Facebook, Threesome Pod on Twitter. Not that we really use any of them shits, but Facebook. <laughs> See you guys next week. Peace and love, beautiful people. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>